I thought that was a buffer for a sec. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, are we gonna oh, have no. to? I was like, are we gonna have to switch something? No, up? we got but the 4K, the buddy. We got the 4K. <laughs> I know. I was confused for a second. I was like, wait, buffering. <laughs> it's one of my uh, well, favorite I mean, things a little about internet physical twist, media. Yeah, um, with the with the credits there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I legit was worried for a sec. I was like, what the hell? I like the name Funky, like Funko. You know, yeah, one of the most popular kind of toy brands with kids nowadays. And like this, like kind of like melding of like you know the new school, but then it's also like they're like you know still having kids like yeah. inside demoing the toys and stuff. Uh, right. So uh, this looks like a uh, tech version of uh, FAO Schwarz. Have you ever been to uh, the famous toy store in New York? I have been to New York, but not the famous toy store as seen in Toy Story uh, and Home Alone Two. Correct. Um. It, uh. No, he actually goes to that. 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 Uh. I think that. Toy Store is inspired by F.A.O. Schwartz, but wasn't actually F.A.O. Oh. Schwartz. Big, they actually oh, yeah, go to F.A.O. Schwartz. Piano keys, with the big yeah. piano. I just like that the the toy that they have that is so popular that kind of precedes Megan is sort of this Furby, which also kind of took the world by storm yep. too. Definitely inspired by real world events. Tickle Me Elmo, sort of, you know, a craze like that. Yeah. A Teddy Ruxpin. Just something yeah. that you don't really see a lot nowadays, which I think is sort of the appeal of Megan, is that it is sort of in a, a, a bit of a winky way, hearkening back to movies of old. You know, I just don't really think that the sense of fun and tongue-in-cheek uh you know that that real camp isn't something that a lot of studios know how to embrace and i think it's rare to see universal or blumhouse doing something that feels a little kitschy it's also hard bringing camp to a mainstream audience yeah but because how do you sell it you know but again i think the marketing you know helps so much like you know as much as i would have rather been surprised by megan dancing yeah you know i think because i'm always for a surprise dancing mm-hmm. but however that clip going around like really gave an idea it's yeah. like okay they are not taking this too seriously and sure. there is going to be an element of camp to it um and the 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 toy company stuff too i mean uh not only not only uh chucky um you know because they were inspired by cabbage patch kids mm-hmm. um but there's also a, a kind of a, a little bit of a gremlins as well of yeah, like you certainly. know like you know, the idea of taking something and like, you know, commodifying it for children. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's like, you know, kind of an idea that, you know, the uh, Peltzer's dad has. He's like, oh, well, we'll get more of them and now we'll make exactly. it everybody's yeah. pet. I like in this early scene, they're trying to like peel the face off of like the Megan exoskeleton, but it like refuses to come off almost like it's, you know, getting fused in there like goosebumps style. She's like, like, that's just showing like how rapidly fast, like, her personality is going to develop and like yeah. developing autonomy. Um, there's a, a really good podcast that I like um, called uh, the whole movie podcast. It's hosted by Jordan Cruciola and, um, and she did a spinoff um, cause in that podcast, they like do an entire like season on one movie. Yeah. Uh, but they did a spinoff where they, uh, did the bot cast, which was covering, uh, various versions of robotics and AI and film. And they did a two-parter on Megan that is really fucking good. Interesting. About, you know, Megan, like, treating, like, they basically, like, you know, like, this is one of the best depictions of AI gaining autonomy and sentience, like, to where, like, it's, like, takes it further past, like, a ex machina and the Turing test. Um, perhaps. I think there's definitely a conversation to be had. I think that this is definitely more from, like, a capitalistic point of view where I think something something like ex machina is a lot from like a humanity kind of humanitarian artistic point of view you well, yeah. know like what and that's separates what I mean. the two it's, it's more about like can an ai 
gain sentience and does that yeah. give it any uh what what rights does that give it like is yeah. it a person at this point you know even though it is still built but if they can think and and develop you know so it's uh it's interesting yeah for sure um what what do you think about um uh Allison Williams character Gemma um I think Gemma is uh fine yeah I don't I don't know if uh, as a protagonist she's the most uh compelling part of the movie I think that she's got like a fun attitude toward her and I think that she comes around in in a, in a fun way in the third act of the movie there's a lot of fun sequences uh with her and Megan but I don't think that I left the movie being super blown away by her yeah, I love that melting face. Uh, is uh, kind of funny, like a interesting uh, robotic body horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite a body because they're not real, but um, something you can definitely get away with uh, with a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, but I think uh, I think this uh, scene like introduces her in an interesting way. Um, she's somewhat of a play on a mad scientist trope in a way because she is so ego driven and you know like yes she does want to like create something that helps people but at the same time a lot of this is driven by her wanting this success as a robotics engineer mm-hmm. um you know so it's like you i think that kind of sets it up and i think that plays into her you know lack of you know uh parentalness towards katie you know because like you know and that's why she does this because it kind of uh you know squashes two birds with one stone she's a she's a very flawed character like i i remember coming out this mean like Gemma's kind of the villain and i mm-hmm. think she is like i kind of do still stand by that um sure. in a in an interesting way but not in a way that i am indicting her either because i get it like you know this is a terrible circumstance to be thrust upon you mm-hmm. and if you're somebody that genuinely does not want to be a parent which is a lot more common these days yeah um, you know, I totally get where she's coming from. So I think she's a very wonderfully flawed protagonist in the kind of mad scientist archetype. Yeah, uh, certainly allows uh, a bit of relatability and that these characters are not infallible, that they they have an arc and they have a journey throughout this film as well. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen a lot of our uh, our gal mutuals uh, whenever they saw this, like were you know uh, appreciative of like this kind of representation. That's like, hey, it's okay to not want to be a parent, even if you kind of have to step up and you have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like kind of, uh, I saw that people were appreciative of this kind of viewpoint. If you enjoyed this clip and want to hear the full episode, head on over to patreon.com slash spectercinema where you will enter the Phantom Zone, a supernatural place housing all sorts of bonus goodies for any specters that want to help support the show financially. You will gain access to watching the watch list, full movie commentaries, as well as be able to participate in polls where you can pick a subgenre you want to hear us cover for a month or become a producer and you can even pick a film that you want us to review on the main feed. If you cannot support us financially right now, it's all good. Just share our podcast with one of your spooky friends, as well as rate and review on your podcatcher of choice. But until next time, we'll be haunting you.